This is the first podcast interview I'm recording in my new podcast space, and I'm so excited to share it with you. My guest is a third-time guest, Natalie Miles, who is an acclaimed channel, psychic medium writer, and author of the best-selling book, You Are Intuitive, Trust Your Truth, Take Back Your Power. Her intuitive energy forecasts have reached millions of people globally, which she now shares on her YouTube channel. They inspire and guide others to navigate the themes we face personally and as a collective on our planet. In this episode, we specifically talk about business liberation, using your intuition in business and in how you show up and share on social media. We talk about giving yourself permission about the adventure of traveling and looking for her next home that Natalie's on with her dog in a car traversing across Canada and the different adventures and messages that are coming her way, including maybe a story about a ghost. We talk about letting go of the need to look a certain way or for success to look and feel a certain way in our lives to fit into a box. Natalie shares how her business and her storytelling and showing up online has shifted since we last spoke and what helped her transform her relationship with showing up on social media. We talk about your car being your altar on wheels, and we discuss how to communicate with the soul of your business and connecting to your soul gift. I would love to see what you're taking away from this conversation. If you feel called to share it on Instagram, please tag Xenia.brief as well as I am Natalie Miles. We would love to hear from you to see how this is rippling out into your own life, what actions you're taking based on what you are taking away from this, and maybe what breakthroughs or moments of laughter you are getting from this. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. Enjoy this conversation with Natalie Miles. Natalie Miles, welcome back to my podcast and the first interview recorded in my new studio, in my new home, and the first interview recorded since the latest podcast name change, since it shifted to Web8. So I'm so excited to have you on. I got the ping just a few days ago and it was so strong and here we are. Thank you for saying yes. Oh, I love it. Thank you for having me. What an honor to be part of this new name change and all the shifts and all the transformations that are going on. And I was I was reflecting myself yesterday. I was like, I always record with Ksenia when it's like Mercury retrograde or the pre-shadow of Mercury retrograde. I was reflecting on our last records and um, it's always, we always seem to chat when it's like a Mercury retrograde. <laughs> Interesting. And in your YouTube video, the September um, channeling message, you actually shared something that felt pretty liberating to me. You said, don't fear Mercury retrogrades. Don't feel like everything needs to pause and be paralyzed. And I really loved hearing that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of, uh, to be fair, I have so much transformation and um, really good things that happen in, for me in Mercury retrograde. So I... I enjoy it. I enjoy what comes up on that kind of reflecting, reworking, revisiting. Um, I always seem to launch things in Mercury retrograde. I'm the opposite. I always seem to either 
launch a new website, launch a new um, offering, launch a podcast, launch a YouTube channel. I always seem to do big launches in Mercury Retrograde and it's not planned that way. It just happens. So I just trust that that's the way it's supposed to be. It's so interesting because I feel like traditionally when I learned about Mercury Retrograde first, it was this invitation that would solidify my um, own excuses in my mind to procrastinate and to not take action on things that I felt were important. And so the invitation that you are bringing us into and that I've sort of collected over the past few years that Mercury retrograde is not a place to pause your life. It's a place to revisit some of the things you've been creating and bringing through and being a vessel to remarinating on it, reviewing it, letting go anything that doesn't serve you anymore and bringing it forth from a place that feels alive right now. That feels so much more supportive of being an alive human being on earth at this time then Mercury Retrograde, <laughs> avoid at all costs. Don't launch anything. Don't sign any contracts. It's like, but how many times a year does it happen? And what do I do all these days? Just sit on the couch? Yeah, just wait. And I think there's this real energy right now of permission. And it's been coming up in one-on-one client sessions and my own life. And it came through as part of the September energy forecast theme um, around this theme of permission and giving ourselves permission to go for the things, to follow our dreams, to make things happen. And it's fascinating how a lot of the time we don't follow those those pings, those nudges, because we're um, scared to give ourselves permission or even ancestral programming around giving ourselves permission or waiting for other people to say to give us that green light and be like, hey, yeah, 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 go for it versus being like, hang on a second. So I think there's a lot of big healing going on right now around what permission means. Mm. So this is your third time on the podcast. First, you were on episode 43. And on that episode, we took a journey into your childhood, into how you came into the awareness of your gifts, how you started doing what you do. And then in episode 141, I feel like it was that place of a huge void for you where you just birthed the book and a lot of things were shifting and recalibrating and you were making space to listen to the whispers that brought you here today. So before we dive into further questions that I'm looking at here, I would love to just get a little kind of energy scan. Where is Nat today? What mm-hmm. brings you here? And what are you giving yourself permission to step into? Mm, um, good question. For me personally, it's been a real transformation of, uh, I've been, I guess since the last time I spoke, I've been really kind of looking at where do I belong and what land do I belong on and where do I want to anchor myself? And for me, I'm still in a bit of a journey discovery point of what that looks like. But I think there's that permission that I turned 40 a couple of weeks ago as well. So there's this permission of this expectation of what things should look like at certain ages or things that we should have or 
um, completed or um, and right now I am you know 40 single no children uh, traveling across the country um, across Canada just with my dog in my belongings in my car to work out and feel out where do I want to be what, what what fits what feels right and this is such a big intuitive hit for me um that I have to do it like there is this permission of okay I don't really give a shit what other people think that looks like <laughs> that looks like but knowing in my heart that it's bringing me to the next phase the next chapter of my life even though it doesn't make any sense but it does make sense at the same time that I'm like okay here we go this is a new adventure but it also deeply feeling that I also need to be real with myself that when I get the call to stop I have to stop you have to stop searching you actually just have to actually sometimes be in one place long enough for the so that you can anchor in and that you can receive and take your life to the next chapter but right now I've been feeling this call to um yeah be on the road I've basically I mean I've been uh on the the road as such for the the longest um I stepped out of a long-term rental in March so from March to September I've basically had most of my life in storage and um I've basically been um on the road with the dog with my necessities in my car just being like okay where feels right and and listening to that where has it brought you so far what's the map been looking like (laughs) oh I've been on Vancouver Island I've been to Tofino we've been back to the lower mainland in Vancouver um I've been um in the Rocky Mountains I've been in Alberta I've been in Saskatchewan um Manitoba yeah I've been I've been all over and for me the intuitive hit is I feel like I'm waiting for the next piece of information from the collective as well I feel like I'm I'm waiting for either um something to come through um from something an event in the collective or a piece of information from the Canadian government um I'm also waiting on my Canadian passport right now because I became a citizen so me too Canadian citizen back in June so there's a lot of for me I'm 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 waiting for what feels right like I'm waiting for what feels right what's next but I'm waiting for the next piece of information and uh, I think my intuition gives me that um and uh and connecting to my intuition gives me that confidence that I'm not willing to jump into something that doesn't feel right and that's also part of that permission energy of I'm not going to commit to something when I know it's not 100% hell yeah and it's the same with the land like I've lived in places where I've walked onto being on the land and I'm like oh gosh how do I live here how do I make this happen like I want to be here and I haven't felt like that um for a while so I'm waiting to feel that feeling I want to be in a place where it feels expansive exciting um creative and connect where I feel connected and I haven't felt like that for a while so yeah we see what happens I see all of that for you and having gone through that journey myself recently of 
getting the hit to move somewhere uh, like two years ago. I mean, to be quite totally honest, I knew the week that we moved into the tiny cabin, I knew this is not a forever home. I knew this was a temporary gorgeous place in nature to hold us for us to be the stewards of and return to hold that chapter of our lives. But then something else was coming and I didn't get any hits for years and it was really uncomfortable. And then we went to Nashville, looked at some homes there. There was this one house that was on a tiny little Creek that felt so expansive and it was way beyond our financial means at the time. Um, and Eric, thankfully, kind of also wasn't feeling it. So we didn't pull any triggers. And then a couple of months later, there was a tornado and that house was uh, affected. So we were spared from, you know, buying this really expensive house and then having to deal with a torn up house. And then with time, it was very clear that Nashville was not the place for us to be anyway. And then Austin just kept popping up, kept popping up. And I had visited Austin before, And never in my life had I thought that I would want to live here. And there was this invitation to go and spend a few days in Austin. And I knew that the city I would visit, this was last year, a year ago exactly, would be a different place than I had come 2016 when I did an event at South by Southwest. And it was. And it was pretty immediately a yes for me to move here. And I know exactly the feeling you're talking about when we were looking for our house to live here. There were so many different options that kind of logically checked all the boxes that were the right thing. All the thing we asked from our real estate agent, the area, everything, everything checked off. But in me, anytime I would try on unpacking the boxes and moving in and setting up my office and making my morning matcha in that house, it was just like, "Mm, you know, like, no, like kind of, I'm making this like gesture, like my body feels small. And then we visited this house that we ended up in. And it was fascinating because second time we came to visit it, we drove down the road and we couldn't tell if it was like a community building or a private home. And I was feeling so excited about this expansive opportunity of being in this house. I like already stepped into the expanded version of myself and energetically said yes to this being our home. I was like, I don't really care. You know, this is someone's private house. So I drove onto what turned out to be that like their private driveway. And I'm like, oh, look at this. Look at this tree. Look at this bird. Look at this house. I'm just like in awe, expanded, taking it all in. And in the meantime, Eric is like, come on, the owner is right there in the window. He's standing there with a whiskey and saying like, what are you doing here? Leave. And typically the previous version of me would have been like so bothered by having bothered somebody with all of my societal Soviet conditioning of being a nice person and making sure everybody's comfortable and also being an empath. But in that version of me, that was like, all right, well, maybe he's pissed off for a moment. That's okay. He's going to be our future neighbor. I just was curious and I followed my curiosity and slowly I took off and drove away and there was nothing in me that felt wrong or guilty or ashamed or embarrassed. And it was such an experience of, okay, whether we get this house or not, I already know that it gave me the expanded glimpse into the bigger version of me. 
and that's the lesson and that's the gift and thank you and yes we did get the house i didn't know if we would get it we did Yay. get it but <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking about it's like when you enter a land or a house or a property there's just something in us that kind of calibrates to the space that it will hold for our next evolution and it's not quite there yet and when you were sharing what you were sharing i also picked up that because it feels like it's a missing piece of information um, when that piece of information lands, it might be that you revisit the same place and it will feel completely different. Exactly. And, I, and I've said that, I've made that very clear. I've said that, I've stated that to spirit. Hey, and if it's somewhere that I'm supposed to go back to, make it clear, make it obvious. If it's somewhere that I've visited already and then bring me the aligned space that's connected to that um, as well. So it's being really open to the adventure and the experience and what that is and what that fits like and what that flows and I'm just I'm open to the adventure and the process of what that all looks like yeah so mm -hmm. that's been it's been um an interesting time over the last couple of years around the up level the clarity the shift the transformation uh the peeling back of layers and I think this level of what's important and what does success look like and um really just being open to fun play pleasure finding life balance and and also you know i guess there's this deeper level sense of also looking for community it's not just the land it's it's looking for the right community um where you can be held and supported in that too where you have that expansive energy but you also feel like you have the community and sometimes you know it, it, it's a symbiotic relationship between both it's the land and the community that uh, that are there and I don't want to be on a piece of land that I love but also feel isolated um I keep joking with friends I'm like I've done the witch in the woods um let's not do this again we've done yes. we've done that um, it's now time to have that balance of being in nature, having that expansive energy, but also having people and community um, at the same time. Hmm. What did that moment when you left your space in March, you put things in storage, probably got rid of a lot of things, and you're standing there listening to the next step, what did that feel like? Uh, it felt... Um, expansive it felt nerve-wracking it felt overwhelming it felt emotional it felt um deeply right and at the same time it was like wow I have um I do have community here I do have friends here I do have um this around me but it's not right again it's just there's something there's something missing and um and being open to that experience and actually I was moving to a place that I was gonna try out for a couple of months so it was like okay well let's go and try this out let's see if this place is aligned and um it became very clear after a couple of weeks I was like nope this isn't it this isn't this isn't this isn't the space and I think um a part of me when I was younger would have been like oh well shit I failed then I failed like I packed my life up I moved to this place it didn't work out and instead of seeing that it was an in inverted commas a failure it was actually part of that deeper clarity of knowing what's important and again honoring intuitively yep 
energy's off. Nope, don't feel that expensive energy. Let's let's keep exploring. And I think I love a plan. Like I'm a Virgo rise. I love a plan as much as I'm intuitive and I go with the flow. There's still a there's still a part of me that has that that plan around it around that intuitive flow. And for the first time since my early 20s or actually no my early 30s of traveling with no plan I'm back into actually um doing that and it was funny because around March I was offered um a course a workshop for the first time called the business liberation and for the first time I'm actually now embodying for me personally what that means because all I need to do my work is in is wi-fi connection and my computer I can work from wherever And this is now the first time where I'm really giving myself permission to be like, I can do this wherever I, I don't need to have this fixed place. So it's, it's liberating me in brand new ways on, um, on where and how I can run my business. All right. I have an interesting question for you. Looking at your hotel background, looking at the bed, I know that for me, as an intuitive person who is not a medium, traveling and staying at hotels is something that I think through a lot. I always tune into the energy of where we're going to be staying. I bring all my tools in case I want to clear or block my own energy field from whatever's happened there before. I'm very sensitive to hotel room energies. And I'm curious for you being on the road for such an extended period of time, (laughs) what is your experience? Oh man. Oh, it's been a journey, I can tell you. Um right now I am in a 1905 house um of uh probably a settler community that was first in this city of where I'm recording it in um in Winnipeg in Manitoba and um it's got a lot of energy. Um and so there has been this shift And my dog's really sensitive too. So I'm traveling with um, my dog as well. And so he has let me know very loudly, very clearly. Also, when he's feeling unsettled in a property um, that isn't aligned, he wants out. He's like, nope, nope, don't want to be here. And um, hotel rooms of who's not just in your room, but who's next to you as well um, has been um, a lot. So I've had some really good experiences where the energy is really clean and then others where there is um, an intensity, as you say, of having to clear myself, uh, smudge the the house, smudge the property um, and clear it. And deep in my heart, it's like I arrived at this house that I'm in right now and um, it wasn't clean. And I'd driven six hours and it wasn't clean. And it was just so overwhelming that I was just like whoa that feeling of I just want a home I just want my space my energy my things um that I can feel rooted and anchored and so it's this <laughs> yeah it's been honestly because it's, it's it's been a journey of really understanding also that I'm not supposed to be in a city I can be on the outskirts of a city um that is still in nature where I still have access to things. I think it's that level of access, but needing to be um, away from everything and not just for me, but for the dog as well. Cause he takes on, um, he takes on a lot too. Yes. I'm the same exact way as you. I cannot 
imagine being in the city anymore. The time, couple of times we've had to stay at hotels that are in the city and I look out the window and all I see is cement. I think my whole being is kind of experiencing low level shock of wait, where's the earth? Where's the trees? Yeah. Where are the birds? Where's my mycelial yeah. networks? And I'm lucky that um, with Archer, he's on a, he has to run off leash. So we've been doing, we've been going out into the countryside to be able to have that. So I'm getting, getting that energy through him on a twice daily basis, um, being out in nature and coming back. But I'm just like, uh, how did I live in London for 10 years? Like, how, mm -hmm. how did I do this? Because there is no way um that I could live in a big bustling city again it's just not it's just not an option same here so when you come into a hotel like you did with this one and you feel like it's not clear not clean what are some of the practices or rituals or conversations that you have with the other side to clear it yeah um I will I'll smudge I will before I sleep I will grid the house with golden light. So I will grid myself first. Then I will grid the dog. Um, then I will grid the whole bed. Then I will grid the house and I'll grid my car as well. Um, and so I'll just wrap, um, when I'm saying grid, I like imagine a golden grid and I will um, like shield it um, as well, especially during sleep, especially in new places. I find sometimes that the other side can come in when you're sleeping or when you're in that vulnerable um, energetic sleep space. So I do a lot of clearing before I sleep. Um, I will jump in a salt bath. I will shower. I will also um, tune in to see if there are any spirits in the house. And if there are, I'll ask them to move on to the other side. Or to be honest with you, sometimes I just acknowledge them. So when I um, walked up to the house, this 1905 house, um, the, uh, yesterday, there was a woman um, from that era stood outside the front of the house. And I just acknowledged her and said hi and said hey I'm coming to stay here for a cup for for the next week um because sometimes they just want to be acknowledged and seen that you actually like see them and it's like just asking them like you do your thing I'll do mine um leave leave me be and that can be enough to be honest um sometimes you can if they want to you can ask them um, and move them all the way through to the other side. So move them to the light if they, they're, they're stuck somewhere, if they're stuck in a house or they're stuck um, in an area. Uh, hotel rooms are always really interesting because it's whether the building's been converted into a hotel with different rooms or what was on that land before that hotel um, was built. It's always really interesting, especially moving from city to city, province to province also that has different, you know, each place has a different energy too. So you're taking in that into consideration. Um, but yeah, those are some of the basics, basic practices. I also, um, I carry, I carry crystals with me. Like I carry like a full, <laughs> I guess, protective, um, protective, uh, kit with me, um, that I use, uh, and, uh, on my way. And I've also had massages and it, and uh, find aligned, uh, intuitive uh, body workers and healers along the way as well. So, yeah, yeah it's quite the journey. 
just casually dropping in a spirit greeting you on the porch. <laughs> I had goosebumps as you share that. <laughs> Natalie Miles, teacher of business liberation side of gig, helping spirits transition to the other side, but only if they're ready. Yeah, only if they're ready. And it's like you walk up to the house and you're always like, or wherever you're like, okay, what what's facing me in this Airbnb slash hotel today? Um, and I, for me, it's also been interesting to see the conversations that you have or the people that you meet along your way or what they need or what's coming up and it's there are no coincidences in the conversations and the people that you're connecting with and how they're going to help you and you're helping them whether it's through physical things um, or even advice or things that you're verbally sharing or even just on an energetic healing level too um, there are so many different levels of these like interactions that we have along the way especially when we're, we're we're I guess open a bit more because we are you know because you're traveling and you don't know the places you know I'm always I've traveled a lot on my own um, but I found myself stepping back into that space of being really bold around asking questions and being like, well, where's your favorite place? And where do I find this? And what's this about? And it, it opens up that conversation where people are taken aback because people don't normally ask those questions. It's like, oh, well, you just go to Google or, you know, go and Google what are your top, what are the top dog parks or top, you know, cafes or coffee or whatever that is. But I've really found myself, um, just walking up to people and like who are obviously local and being like hi uh where would I find this and what's your favorite thing like because it means that you're connecting but you're also learning um in that way but also it's just opening up that community as well um mm. that I think people are really craving but people aren't having conversations with people like mm. mm-hmm yeah, you're bringing me back into this magic of travel. I think that's one of the most special things about it is leaving that space for synchronicity, for those conversations, for exchanging the energy medicine with people you would have not met otherwise. And it's so interesting you say that you've been asking people what their favorite things are. Eric, my husband, he has a no lack uh, or no tact sometimes <laughs> with asking people. Like sometimes we'll be at a restaurant, he'll turn around to the people next to, to us and be like, hey, how was that? How, how was that meal? You know, like, or hey, I have, I ordered two cookies. I, I don't want the second one. I shouldn't eat it. You want it? Um, <laughs> and he, whenever he's asking people questions, it's so clear when people mean it. And when they don't, whether it's asking a server what their favorite thing is or somebody you just met. And that in itself also is, you know, an interesting energy transmission. I'd like to believe that perhaps that person was not prepared to connect to the frequency of truth, but maybe after they've been asked one, two, three, however many, just once, something in them calibrates to being able to tune into that frequency more and more every time. Maybe that's a dream. I don't know. Yeah. And also that energy of some, again, that permission energy that sometimes we're not used to uh, other people asking us what our thoughts and opinions are. So that's actually out of someone's comfort zone because normally they're not seen or heard in that way. So the fact that someone's like, and what's your opinion on that? It makes them kind of, there's been a couple of times where I've asked and people have like been like, oh, 
oh you're you're asking me like you want to you want to hear my my thoughts my opinion and it's like yeah yeah I'd love I'd love to hear that and um but I really feel like you get a feel and a vibe for the place and the people as well by by asking these things too so it's been really fascinating one thing that made me giggle the other week was I was crossing the road with the dog and this um there was this couple in the car and uh he wound down the window and shouted across like four lanes of traffic is that a pointer um and I was like yes and um he had a British accent and I was like oh that's interesting he's a Brit and um and I just kept walking two days later um I go and search for coffee um it's a long weekend all the coffee places are shut but I end up um I see this man uh who has a coffee cup and I'm I wind down my window as I'm driving and I'm like hey and where did you get your coffee from and he's like oh just around the corner if you keep going so I kept driving and who was sat outside the coffee shop but the man who wound down his window and shouted, hey, is that a pointer? And the, the British guy. And we ended up having a conversation. And he told me, you know, bits about the city. And I was like, that wasn't, you know, that was such a, a massive moment of synchronicity, of knowing that you're in the right place at the right time, having the right conversations, that I'm on the right journey, that I'm on the right path, like, that stuff you can't make that shit up so that was really 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 powerful and I've had multiple moments like that on this journey where I'm like okay cool we're exactly where we're supposed to be I love those full circles and I feel like acknowledging them kind of reinforces to the universe all right I'm here I'm listening bring the adventure on yeah yeah all of that all of that (laughs) So you mentioned your car, that you grid your car as well. And I love that you brought that up because I have been thinking a lot about car essentially being an altar on wheels that carries us through chapters of our lives. We just sold our car, I think it was last night, no, two nights before. And it was our first car that we bought together, first car that either one of us owned. And that car took us through moving from Brooklyn to the Catskills, renovating the cabin, all the things that we hauled for the renovation, all of the journeys that we took to Argentina and to the city and to grocery stores, all the explorations of the land and the neighborhood. And it was very clear that it was time to sell it. And yet when it came the moment to pass on the keys and leave it, and I found got a great offer on it we already found our next car like it's all set up it all makes sense but when I came the moment to leave and say this final goodbye I was so emotional I was just completely overtaken by this profound gratitude Mm -hmm. for this machine keeping us safe taking us through chapters and I was just thinking about all the sacred moments uh breakthroughs I got my podcast name in that car I didn't realize it until this moment actually so many breakthroughs, so many tears, so many goosebumps, listening to different podcasts and audiobooks and having deep and meaningful conversations with my husband, who wasn't even a husband back when we bought it. And so it makes sense. Just like our home, our car is like our home. And for you, I would imagine even more so because it is a piece of your home as you travel around. Yeah, it's like a private bubble. We don't realize how much we process in there. As you say, well, 
the creative downloads that we're getting, the music that we're listening to, the things that we're inspiring, the things that we're moving through, the healing, and, and, and then the physical moving from A to B to C to D um, as well. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting, yeah, I've, I haven't really reflected on that um, in a really long time, but yeah, it, it is an extension and um, Archer, my dog, he's, he's young, he's only 10 months and we've been on the road for, um, like half of his life basically. And for him, the cars are consistent. The car is like part of his, is, is part of his home. And he has all the back seats with his, his two beds. And he literally, it's so cute. He knows when it's a long drive day and he, cause of the beds are in the back and he gets in and he basically lies on his back with his paws in the air. And he is so happy because he feels safe there he, like again that he feels safe it's a consistent and he likes he knows that he's on a journey um and he enjoys he enjoys the th- the moment and i love driving i'm really enjoying being on the open road seeing the countryside meeting people along the way and having um yeah and having the car and 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 listening to your intuition about the car and also it's interesting um, when the other side come through in client sessions a lot of the time it's amazing what they share about cars like people's love of cars cars that they love they show you what their old cars what they meant whether they used to love to drive and listen to music it's amazing the amount of imagery that the other side show about cars as well and it makes you realize that yeah, it's important and is it's not just a, a, a vehicle, like it holds the energy of the person. Like a body is a vehicle, a car is a vehicle too. Yeah. And it's like yeah. when you think about it, when you're driving, your heart is open because your arms are forward. It's like you're making space yeah. to move forward in life. Yeah, it's fascinating. Mm. Yeah, and as technology shifts in cars as well, it's always... Yeah, really, really wild. And I think the whole driverless car thing, um, yeah, it just feels weird. <laughs> now now that I look at it from this context, for sure. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Not on a tech like, oh, yeah, I just get to be in my car and just sit there and let my it phone. do the thing for me. And it's like, uh, yeah, okay, how does that work energetically? Mm. Yeah, I know that I have always such special time it's like a meditation for me the driving i've always loved driving and i know eric does sometimes he'll feel very heated and then he'll go drive somewhere and 20 minutes later he's like oh wow well i was i was driving listening to fish i had the biggest breakthrough i feel so much better and yeah i'm not getting a self-driving car anytime soon i feel good about (laughs) my meditation time so as we talk about car journeys i would love to go on a journey of your business liberation, what are the shifts and changes and whispers that you've been following within the structure of your business as you've gone on the road? And even if you want to go before then, if you feel like going on a journey of when we first spoke um, of where your business was then and what felt alive and what are the shifts and ways that have occurred to bring you here now? Great question. Um, I had my podcast when we first spoke. Um, I got the intuitive hit to create my first podcast, So Think You're Intuitive, um, off the back of 
um, to help me publish my book, to get my platform and numbers um, so I could um, write my book, um, which I did. And what was really fascinating was when I finished writing my book, Your Intuitive, Trust Your Truth, Take Back Your Power, once that book was out in the world, I got the intuitive hit to end that podcast. It was like the energy wrapped up and it was done. And I was like, okay, but I still wanted to share my energy forecasts. Um, and so I had just channeled through some activations, which I called the doorway. Um, and so I then was like, well, do you know what? The doorway is such a great, it's such a great name. I'm going to share my energy forecasts on the doorway. And, um, and I was like, okay, let's do that. And it was really fascinating because, um, the forecast shifted from just me channeling for me, uh, writing creatively. So they became poems or they became creative stories, um, which I, so how I wanted to channel through the energy of the forecast wanted to change. They wanted to be stories. They wanted to flow through me using different language and different tone and different energy. So I honored that and I shifted how I channeled them through. And then what's really fascinating is, um, I'm about to offer the business liberation again as a, I offered it back in March, which was the same time when I left the, when I, when I left and packed up everything that it's now aligned this time round with that. I got the intuitive hit in August where the energy forecast was the end stop. And I didn't really know what that end stop was for me, but I then realized that it was the podcast and that I needed to stop podcasting and that, um, the energy forecast wanted to go onto YouTube and then it was time for me to create videos and be seen in new ways, um, which was kind of a full circle moment, to be honest with you, because that's how I first started. My business, when I first started, I was sharing energy forecast videos on my Instagram when Instagram would only allow you to record um, one minute or was it even 30 seconds? Like it was when it was either 30 seconds or 60 seconds and that was it. And I would um, do these daily energy forecasts. And what's really fascinating, actually, because I was reflecting on this this morning, I was like, oh, isn't this interesting full circle moment where actually I'm being brought back into doing more energy forecasts, sharing more on energy, sharing more on energy of people. Um, like I shared an, an energy update on the Queen um, because I channeled through last year that this year was that 2022 was going to be the year that she passed to over and it was in I'm just they're like it's funny because that's one thing that's been consistent is the energy forecasts and so that's where I'm being guided to again to to make awareness and, and focus on attention and also um there's a another book that's floating around um that's not um that's fiction that's not non-fiction um, that I'm still waiting. Well, I've got some big downloads on it, um, but it's just kind of hibernating with me right now. And so um, I know that that's also calling me to create the space and anchor in and um, somewhere for the winter to write um, as well. So yeah, it's been a real interesting, fascinating journey from how I'm seen, how I want to be seen, how the work wants to be seen, how it wants to be channeled like the energy. I always say like the energy, um, your business has an energy, your soul gift has an energy, your career has an energy. And sometimes we get ourselves in the way of it. 
like and it's when we acknowledge what that energy is and we let it fly and we grow that energy that's when um our businesses change our careers shift or we use our soul gifts in different ways versus putting it us putting the energy on us like it's our energy but it Mm. isn't like the car has an energy or your house has an energy so does your business so does your career so does your soul gift and when you discover what that is and you tune into it and you work with it and you play with it it's fascinating to see um how things shift and evolve and in the end become more authentic and more driven um with integrity and values and and how that infiltrates uh, across everything Mm. yeah it's this realization i've also been marinating and embodying that our creations are not us. They are our co-creators and they have their own energies. And I took a few weeks off of the podcast in August. And as I was tuning into the energy of what's next, I was tuning into the energy of the new name web eight. And I was like, do I actually like it? Is this the right one? Like, do I go through the process of changing it all over again? And then I tapped into the image and the frequency of what it is. And I was like, whoa and it and it unfolded like all of these downloads all of this guidance all of these words to speak about my work the upcoming conversations and i was like all right this was the small me trying to control and need to understand what's coming through me but this is so much bigger than me and this is the first time i've allowed something so big to come through and allow it to exist outside of just me Mm. and it takes courage And just like you said, you know, you got the downloads to stop for the podcast and switch your attention to YouTube. It takes so much courage to say no or to pause something that seemingly makes so much sense. Um, And I watched your YouTube forecast today and there's a few things that were, there was so much resonance for my own life of like, after this move, after all the energy that the move took, settling in my office and getting green light for really like coming out with my work in the world again, because I feel like I've put that on the shelf for a little bit as I focused on creating this home and and this womb that holds our next creations with Eric. And now it's green light. It's like go time. And I gave myself until September to do whatever I needed to be whatever I needed and then September 1st was coming. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not getting any download. What's happening? Oh my gosh. And it was like, it was like shame with pressure, not fun. And then I was like, all right, let go. When it's time, it's going to download. And then it did. But it took me releasing that pressure of needing to know what's next. And with your YouTube video, I noticed that it seems like you did it in one take. <laughs> and also, um, I absolutely love the energy of the storytelling because instead of being this like teachable lesson of how to walk in the world, it's like a story that is so magnetic and fascinating. And then just like you invited everybody in the beginning of that video, it's like, take what resonates, don't what doesn't. And there's such a playfulness to that. And it's so easy to kind of take it in energetically without needing to fully understand Mm. Um, and I love that. And I also love that you're doing it on YouTube. It's really inspiring me creatively as well, because for YouTube, 
typically the videos that I'm inspired by are like very edited, very advanced. So anytime I'm sitting down to produce anything, it's been three months since I posted a video. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to take two weeks of my life. And yes, I love the process. I love the result, but just the undertaking is so humongous. And you seem to do it with so much ease and grace and playfulness. I would love to hear about your creative process with that. Ksenia, you're talking to the woman who used to work in film. I have had to really work on perfection, my perfectionism on this. I was like, again, I'm procrastinating. It needs to be perfect. I've got to have this. It needs to be, it has to look a certain way. I've got to have this piece of equipment. It's again, it's that amazing how we talk ourselves out of it versus being like, do you know what? In the end, the content speaks. In the end, the energy speaks. In the end, the frequency of what it is speaks. It will reach the people. In the end, that's all that matters. And great if it means that, you know, the production value and everything can up level over time. Awesome. Amazing. But do you know what? We've got to start some we gotta start somewhere. And so um for me it was this energy of yeah, keeping it simple, but doing it in one take again. Uh, I think that you know that is a gift of mine as well. Of because I, I, I when I finished it, I was like, oh, I could just do this live. I should just do this oh, live yeah. as like a YouTube live and say it's coming out, and then just post it that way too. Because I really enjoy live um, and doing things live. Um, it doesn't fear me. I kind of thrive in that energy. So it was kind of as I finished recording, I was like, oh, maybe I'll do October as a live one, mm-hmm. um, and then just post up the live. Um, yeah, so that's something that I am percolating with um, right now as well. Um, but it's been, I think we can lose perspective that the people that we're seeing on camera are just people <laughs> that make mistakes and that there needs to be this like honesty of 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 that, if that makes sense, versus it being like, hey, this is just Nat, she's, she's at home, she's you know, filming this on her iPhone with her sound equipment and boom, let's do this. Um, and it's, and for me, you know, working in film, that's taken a lot for me to get there. Um, but it just feels real and it just feels like, do you know what? This is, this, this feels important. So just keep doing it. I love that. And I remember last time when we spoke, you were, kind of in a blah place with social media you really weren't feeling it you weren't sure if you wanted to give it energy what happened there because clearly now you've opened yourself up to new direction new ways to express yourself and there's very palpable excitement in how you show up so what what shifted for you because I know there's so many people including myself that move through waves not so much anymore I've kind of found a place of equilibrium but I know so many people that um, I mentor or book sessions with me. A lot of times they will come to me. They're like, I hate social media. What do I do? How do I, um, how do I reach people? Yeah, I listen to the pause when I do need that pause. And when I am feeling off with it, I'll be like, okay, well, let's just take a break then. And and I think it's also finding the platform that resonates. So I have a Substack now too. And I've really enjoyed writing and sharing on Substack and and the and youtube so i think there's it's finding what fits and flows and not feeling like you have to stick again there's this like stick to one thing stick to just doing videos or stick just to writing and it's like well hang on a second i'm not that kind of person i like to 
explore and shift and change and maybe someday I want to write something and it's 600 words and I want to share that and maybe one day I want to do a video and I think uh or maybe I'll want to share something on Instagram but I think for me it was the funnel of oh I've got to just be doing my podcast I've got to be doing Insta- in doing Instagram and that's inverted commas what's going to bring success or numbers or platform versus it being like oh I'm really not feeling this and the energy for me of Instagram is still changing it's it hasn't landed there's something really shifting um energetically right now with meta and all that stuff and Facebook and um and I think it's I think there's just a like just going giving yourself permission to go and discover which energy of all the platforms resonate with you and then go for it yes and I love that you're also saying it doesn't have to be one thing it can be a combination unique combination of several things and now that I'm thinking about it, it was actually your Substack receiving one of your posts that I was reading and I was like all right all right there needs to be a conversation here <laughs> yeah it was when I shared about what my liberation journey has been over the last six months and 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 again for me writing that was also a liberation itself because I was really personal in that there are things that I've shared in there that I haven't shared anywhere else um that I've become very aware of what I do share personally but again I got the intuitive download it felt energetically right I wasn't forcing it I basically wrote that in half an hour and and scheduled it like I didn't write it leave it for a week it was like nope this is right this needs to go out boom done sorted I'm very like I've gone into this real phase right now of not over editing or not overthinking Mm -hmm. um and being like okay well that's I read it back a couple of times I'm like well that's really shit grammar Nat you've said and in two sen you said and in two places in that sentence and you've used this punctuation this and I was like no because this feels like how I'm speaking um this feels like my flow of what I'm saying in my head so do you know what that's how I'm gonna write and I don't give a shit if it's not (laughs) grammatically perfect Mm. yeah again you know it's like we're going back to the beginning of the conversation where this self-censorship that happens either because it's mercury retrograde or we think we're not ready or grammar is not good enough or equipment isn't working or the light isn't perfect and it's like I love what you're saying and I'd love to take it on as well of like letting go of that perfection and letting go of readiness and allowing the things that are coming through for me um, to come through for whatever my platforms and communities are because I know that when it kind of moves through my own channel, I digest it. It's it's typically meant to serve more people than just me. And there's some alchemy that happens when I embody it and I share it as well. And I feel like the process also is more graceful when I allow myself to like fully transmute it and then share it. Yeah. Yeah. The integration piece is really important. And, uh, knowing when you're undersharing or oversharing or just sharing for the sake of it and and really honoring and not being pressured by society on how personal you should be how many times frequent you know how frequently all of the above it's just it's overwhelming we're all moving through so much personally in our own lives that 
it then comes across as being inauthentic or, and also that the energy's off. And so it's, it's really honoring the energy of where you're at, what you're personally moving through. And then when you feel ready to share, I think, um, looking back on that reflective part of when we first ever spoke, I remember talking to a PR agent when I was like, nope, I need an agent. I've got to get an agent. Like, and, and one of the main things they were like, oh, well, you need more numbers and you need to be posting every day and you've got to be doing this and this and this. And now, and it all felt off. It felt off and it felt icky. And now where I'm at right now in business, I'm like, oh, that's why it felt off because it didn't, it doesn't feel authentic. And people can see that. And people, I think we're going through so much as, know one of the big themes this year is like shift of identity and what does identity mean for us this year and and as we show up on social media people are even more aware of what's real and what feels fake or what feels off and people are are switching off when it doesn't feel um aligned with integrity and values and it feels um inauthentic yes oof you know as preparing for this interview, there was a delivery that came, something that wasn't really, I wasn't expecting, but the company that delivered it is called Old Dominion. And I thought it's interesting with the queen having just died, the Old Dominion, there's like a shift of energies of who is at power within, within, but also without. And, um, it's the same with everything. It's like the microcosm and the macrocosm with social media. There's not one formula that works for everybody. There's not a blueprint that works for everybody. It's like, like you said, finding that unique combination of different platforms, then listening to what is pulling us at the moment, the frequency, there's no rule around that. It's what am I ready to share the message or not? And I love your invitation of tuning into my oversharing, undersharing, sharing just because I think I should say something about this thing going on. And the more then another one I want to add to that is sometimes it's like I want to share something joyful when there's something very sad happening in the world. And there's part of me that's like, oh, but can I do that? And the more I allow myself to just like, all right, this is the frequency I'm in. This is what I'm holding down for myself, for the community, for the planet and showing up from that place without censoring myself. There's so much liberation that happens both for me, but also for everybody who comes in touch with that content. Cause every piece of content we post is like a ripple into the whole world, into so many corners of the world. And it's like, do we want to use that as reminders of smallness and in capability or do we want to ripple out and activate reminders of infiniteness and possibility and love and every single time i post something that's a conscious choice we make so what are you going to choose yeah completely and also stepping away from the energy of um kind of social media posturing that if there is something happening just because you don't comment on it or share something on it that that means that you don't care like again just because something's happening in the world doesn't mean that you have to um display on show your your thoughts your opinions um or um your support sometimes it you don't need to do that so i think it's it's people shifting and changing 
you know, are you sharing because you feel like you should do or you're worried about you know, being cancelled or or sharing because you think you want to be seen as good and that you're doing your bit for humanity because you're you're sharing that piece of content versus being like, well, maybe you're doing your own processing, maybe that you don't feel called cool to share on it. Maybe you feel like, you know, your voice is oversaturating, you know, a point that's going round and round and round right now. Like it's again, it's honoring what comes up for you, especially as the collective intensifies um as we move through more shifts and changes in the collective um politically socially environmentally you're not going to be able to comment on everything and share on everything and and i think that's it's important for people who are creators but also people who are con- inverted commas consuming um the content to be not judgmental or expecting people to show up in certain ways because people are going to show up how they want to show up not um, what you what your level of expectation is yes it's using intuition and discernment in how we show up online and using intuition and discernment in business and using intuition and discernment in life to me when i think about all of those it's really the same thing just copy pasted into different areas of life and for you teaching the business liberation and empowering people to step into their own intuition as they make business decisions i have a feeling you might have some nuanced invitations or commentary on specifically intuition for business yeah it's been really fascinating on um Again, discovering what the energy is and then learning how to work with it. That's what's been really coming up in, in the business liberation, but also people people who did part one, I'm actually offering part two as well for them this um, uh, autumn fall. And what was fascinating speaking to them about what they got from part one was the power of using their voice. Many of them have um, spoken out of things that aren't right in their businesses or in their in their careers many of them have felt very um empowered to use their voices in new ways of how they've communicated um many of uh quit jobs started new jobs um earned more money um as well from it um all from the power of um voice and communicating uh and kind of this liberation to to speak up and speak out has been really loud with all the and with many of the members um, of the people um, who joined the first one. So, yeah, it's it's uh, for someone that is wanting to know that is, yeah, just, just tune into the energy of your own business or your career or soul gift when you're next meditating or you're about to start your work day or you're in the car <laughs> driving to work to an actual place tuning into the energy of it and asking it what it wants, asking it what it wants to be, what ideas it wants to be, how it wants to show up, how it wants to be seen, how it wants to be heard, asking it and and allowing it to, you know, just calling it forward and allowing the energy to enter into your body and seeing what it has to say. It's like when if you're connecting to a spirit guide or a spirit team and, and you, you do that, it's, it's exactly the same process, but instead you just do it for your business, your career, or your soul gift. Um, because it's all changing. As our world shifts and changes, um, 
has been moving through some challenging times, especially when people are just talking about recession, 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 and money and money and money. It's easy for us to get looped into um, stopping everything, into not growing, not expanding, um, not doing what we love, not giving ourselves permission to, to follow the dreams. And it's really important right now that Yes, we can see that this is all happening, and this is part of the change that we would we're we're ha- you know that's going on for us personally and in the collective. But still, seeing that there is growth potential is really important right now. Just like in Mercury retrograde, life oh, doesn't. Yes. <laughs> so you have spoken about spoken to the idea of this soul gift. I would love you to expand a little bit more because I haven't heard you use that language before. I would love to know how it came through in your experience and what it means and how you're inviting people to apply it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes people see soul gift being like, oh, someone's a really good musician. So that's their soul gift because they're a musician musician, or they're a chef or they're a writer um, or they're an amazing driver and they're a... <laughs> <laughs> to keep the car theme going they're a they're a um an f1 driver um it can be um specific like that but it can also be a soul gift can be that you're um that you're nurturing or that you're a good communicator and that you invite people in to explore themselves and so there is this way of it really feels that people it's not the necessarily the exterior identity of what a soul gift is but what it feels like and the emotional qualities that it has or the personality that you bring to it that is being identified that people sometimes don't even see as a soul gift they're like oh but that's just how I am and so it's when we identify those special parts that we have those soul those soul gift moments that we realize that if we harness the power of that how it can help shift our lives in other ways it's amazing um yeah what comes through uh which is why for me you know intuition is one of my soul gifts but it doesn't mean that I need to be labeled as a psychic medium and that's all that I do my intuition leads into other areas of my life which then gives me permission to to be the poet to be the storyteller to 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 show up in other ways does that make sense Totally. I love that. It's this idea that once you discover something that lights you up or something you're good at, it's not this finite thing that becomes the label that's, you know, the front of your identity. It's how you do it and the why of why you keep choosing to apply it in everyday life and to your business as well. Yeah, exactly. And and it's... um. It's about how we bring our personality and our energy to the career and um, all the entrepreneurship because um, or even how you show up if you're in college and you're you're learning something like you're still bringing um, your energy to that and it impacts it massively versus it feeling like you're a cookie cutter of exactly what that company or business or what you think this should look like on the outside world um that's all crumbling it's now like how do you want to show up what's important for you what's aligned with your identity and values and integrity because the minute you start doing that on all levels um life changes it's expansive 
I noticed on your sales page for business liberation where it says who it's for, one of the categories of people you said you're about to graduate and enter the career market. And I felt there was this intentionality behind it. And you're speaking to it again now. What was the what was the process of including that? Yeah, because I sometimes feel like we, we finish a course or we finish a degree or college or university and we think we know what we want and we're moving into, but actually it's been a bit of a tick box or we feel that we now don't resonate with what we're moving towards or we've again we feel like well I've you know um, I've just done an accounting degree or a finance degree so I should be going to work in accounting and finance but you don't necessarily you know you want to do that but what does that look like what does what kind of company do you want to work for what does that resonate with where do you how do you want to see yourself in that in that um, environment Um, and so that's why yeah it's really important to to look at and acknowledge and that's why I really wanted to include that group too because I think I also felt that pressure of you know leaving college and having this expectation that it was all just going to fall in my lap in some way and 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 actually having to think um outside of the box to actually kind of yeah look at the energy of it versus the practicality of it A hundred percent. I remember when I first worked with a coach in my life, I was about 20. I was about to graduate from uh, grad school in San Francisco. And my coach was asking me, so, you know, what's your dream? Where do you want to be in five years? And I said, well, I want to be a a marketing manager at a high-end fashion company. And when I would close my eyes, I would imagine myself at the head of this like lawn table with an office in glass windows in New York City overlooking the skyline. And I got a glimpse of that world and it wasn't meant to continue, but it's so interesting how if I had tried to keep ticking the boxes and try to keep following through and following that path, and I was on that path until the massive disruption of losing my visa and losing everything, uh, that's where I might have found myself. And sometimes those divine redirections happen abruptly and dramatically like they did in my life. And sometimes they can be more graceful if we choose that. And it seems like what you're offering people is to do it with a bit more grace, like a bit of a shortcut. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of getting ahead of the energy before you have those life bolder moments that come in and force the changes. It's actually honoring the energy and honoring where you're at and being like, again, that giving permission of, you know what, this is what I've always wanted to do. This is this is how I want to show up. This is what's really important to me. And you know what, I'm going to find the role, the company, the career that fits that, fits that. and looking at those external pressures and being like, you know what, this, is, this feels important to follow the dream, follow what feels good. All right, so when does business liberation start and where can people find more info on it? Yeah, it starts September 20th. And uh, you can find more info at my website, natalie-miles.com. And there's a whole page there dedicated um, to the business liberation and what it's all about. It's six weeks. Um, There's a guest practitioner, Tracy Keogh, who does amazing breath work with it too. Um, Yeah, and I I love it. It makes me excited. There's an exciting energy that comes with it that when I tune in, I'm, yeah, I love being part of the group and and all the shares and everything and the transformations that happen. Hmm. Now, 
one other thing we didn't dive into that still feels important is success and redefining success. Yeah. I know that's something you also invite people to do. And it sounds like in your journey, you have done that profoundly. So what does success mean to you today? Yeah, I think for me, success is me. Oh, that liberating freedom energy that feels like I can incorporate the play, the pleasure, the fun, the feeling, I don't want to say inspired to work, but just that really honoring the energy of like, right, I'm in my flow and I'm going to, I'm going to work as, you know, as long as that flow work lasts and then I'm going to stop and, and I'm going to honor that, that when it's flowing, it's there, I'm going to show up is, is being really big for me versus feeling like, got to keep going, got to keep going, got to put those hours in, you know, you've got to be doing the night, you know, you run your own business, you've got to be doing nine to five, you've got to be hustling in that way. And there's this real um, pressure off the hustle. And I think there's also for me, success is, yeah, I won't say yes to anything that doesn't feel right. Like, before I'd say yes to things, I was like, yeah, but you never know who might see this or you never know might, you know, again, that focus on the exterior um, or the potential of um, growth versus it being like, is this a yes? Is this a like real yes in the bones? Or even if it seems like an amazing opportunity, um, but the energy feels off, like really trusting um, what that is um as well and I think I'm also in this space right now where I want something that's more how do I want to describe it like there's only so many short energy forecasts that you can do that they're only important for that month and then they disappear versus it being like a body of work or a piece of work that has long lasting legacy of something mm. that stands the test of time I think that's where I'm at right now so I went it's like someone's like oh why did you get on TikTok and I was like I know like my whole body is like it's 15 seconds or however you know I know they're up upping that you can now post like 20 minutes or something up to like 10 that. minutes um <laughs> but for me I'm like my guides are like focus on the longer form, focus on longer form, focus on longer form. And I'm like, okay. And so that's, that's where I'm at right now is seeing that success isn't done on bite size, 15 second videos that actually there's a redefinement of something that wants to be channeled through that has some kind of legacy piece connected to it. Mm. I love that. I was literally meditating on this today. What is my body of work and what is the next step I'm taking? And again, it takes courage to go against the grain. You know, last night I was talking to Eric and he was sharing how somebody in his community shared that it took him 10 years to get to 5,000 followers on Instagram, seven years on Facebook and three weeks to get to 20,000 on TikTok. And it's like, well, duh, if somebody is listening to this and they're not rooted in their sovereignty, they're, all they're going to do is just stop everything and go on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to be swayed away by those messages. And yes, anything is possible. I've seen tremendous growth and opportunities and connection and depth. Amazing podcast interviews coming from TikTok. Like I've 100%. made friends on TikTok. It's amazing. Yeah, it's and huge. if it doesn't feel like a yes in your body and your experience, 
And if what you're getting is post 20 minute YouTube videos that will get way less push in the algorithm because it's not the hottest thing right now, but that contributes to your body of work and that feels good with your soul gift and with your human and with your legacy, that's what needs to be. So thank you for that liberation, for that reminder. Yeah. It's not all about the metrics. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, Nat, as we wrap up, um, is there anything that I didn't ask you about that you feel called to share with us, with the community, with anybody who's meant to come in touch with this? Oh, you've asked, always asked such amazing questions. You always take me to a deeper depth level than I, um, yeah, you always do it. You always ask the right questions and bring out all the depth of what needs to be shared. I think, yeah, I mean, we're about to move into eclipse season, October, November, September is a really big, powerful bridge month into that. And it's just honoring where you're at. There's so much change. And again, it's like, really more change, really more endings, really more, more, more. And I think people are tired. We're inspired and things are changing. There's that green light energy, but there's still this like, wow, there's still more. Like, are you sure about that? And so just honoring where you're at as we move through to the back end of the year because things are going to get a bit spicy that's what it feels like <laughs> um so just um yeah being kind to yourself and and doing things because it feels like a hell yes versus feeling like you're being forced into something that doesn't feel good just feels important as you move through to the back end of the year mm. Yes. Spicy. I'm thinking about pumpkin spice. I love fall. <laughs> when you mentioned that you're doing something in autumn, fall, and I was like, oh, I just get the smell and this energy of new beginnings and pumpkin spice. And my favorite ice cream shop in the world, Jenny's, just launched pumpkin spice flavor today. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> it's all lining up. It's all lining up. The ice cream's going to help. <laughs> Part of that play, pleasure, fun. <laughs> always natalie thank you so much for doing what you do for this beautiful conversation for your presence for the ghost stories <laughs> and for just embodying being a channel for intuition and for love in the world no oh, thank you sweetie thank you for tuning into this conversation with natalie miles make sure that you catch previous episodes she was on number 43 and number 141 where we spoke about identity shifts and changes in your business and in your life. And you can see after listening to the first two episodes, this trajectory of how Natalie has been making space for what's coming through her now. I have a library of over 200 episodes on the podcast. So if you feel called to explore any of the topics of intuitive entrepreneurship listening to yourself and your voice, finding the courage to express your truth, make sure you reach out to me. I'm happy to recommend episodes or just search the keyword that you feel called to on kseniabrief.com and there will be episodes suggested to you. Have a blessed rest of your day and thank you for tuning in and spending your time with me. <laughs>